Hello and welcome back to Paleo Party. We're in between seasons here, but while we're busy behind the scenes, we've put together some little bite-sized episodes to keep the party going. In these Paleo Party shorts, we'll be chatting to an amazing group of fossilologists and asking them to tell us a little bit about their favourite fossils. We have an amazing selection of ancient beasts that we're going to be talking about, and most of them are really obscure. So make sure you head over to our website, www.paleoparty.weebly.com, where you can find out lots of information and even photos of the critters that we're going to be chatting about. Anywho, let's get this party started and meet today's guest. So, hi, my name's Duncan Murdoch. I'm a collections manager here at the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. Uh, so I look after the rocks, minerals, and parts of the fossil collections um, here in Oxford. Uh, prior to that, I was a research fellow in Oxford. Um, my research focuses on paleontology. In particular, I'm interested in tiny phosphatic fossils um, of various different kinds. That's, and I'm also interested in exceptional preservation and how uh, fossils with um, parts of the animal that you don't normally see end up in the fossil record. What is your favourite fossil? So this is a very difficult question. So can I start with an honourable mention of a runner-up? Yeah, I suppose you can, yeah. Because you may detect from my accent that I'm from the West Midlands, more specifically the Black Country, which means that the Dudley bug, the trilobite, is very close to my heart. Um, but... I haven't chosen that fossil because um, I thought I'd choose something even more personal to me and something a little bit more obscure that perhaps your listeners might not have come across before. So I've chosen this fossil called Notiodella. It's a, um, it's a kind of thing called a conodont. So conodonts were small eel-like uh, fish that lived from the upper part of the Cambrian, so about 500 million years ago, and they sadly went extinct at the end of the Triassic, so something like 200 million years ago or so. They are the most abundant vertebrate fossil in that time period, but by and large, the only fossils they leave behind are these tiny tooth-like elements that are typically only one or two millimeters across, that for a long time they were completely mysterious as to what they were, but through the discovery of uh, a few exceptional fossils, we now know that they were these uh, fishy-like creatures. And the one that I've chosen um, as my favourite, uh, it's actually the first fossil that I was involved in naming and also the first fossil that I worked on as a, as a researcher, really. So this was part of my master's project when I was at University of Leicester. So these fossils come from South Africa, they are from a, lo a locality called the Soom Shale from the Upper Ordovician. So they're about 445 million years ago. Um, and what's exceptional about the Soom Shale is it preserves soft parts of the animals that you don't normally get in the normal fossil record. And it was made famous by the discoverer of another conodont called Promissum pulchrum, which is one of the nicest fossil names it means the beautiful promise because it was originally thought to be a plant and the earliest example of a, a land plant and actually it's this and it's something even cooler if you ask me this conodont um so it's cool because it preserves the soft tissues of the conodont so normally we only get these little teethy things 
And so as well as having the teeth in position, you get the whole rest of the body. Now in the same deposit, there were some much smaller uh, tooth-like elements, not associated with, with very much soft tissue at all, just the impressions of the eyes. And they were thought to be baby permissum. And they were put away in a drawer in Leicester and not looked at again for a while. And then um, Dick Aldridge, the late Dick Aldridge, and um, his postdoc at the time, who's now Professor Sarah Gabbard, had another look at these, along with uh, Mark Pennell, who's also at Leicester. And they recognised that they were different to permissum. They weren't actually baby ones. They were something else. So they got me to take a look at these. And the, the process that we went through was um, carefully imaging these um, fossils. So they're like, if you imagine um, like a roadkill, so you get the animal and you squish it against the, the sediment at the bottom of the, the seafloor, and you end up with, with a sort of a 3D thing being squashed down to 2D. And we had this process that happened with this animal in different orientations relative to the seafloor. So what we were able to do, what I was able to do, was figure out how these little elements were positioned relative to each other. But, and the way that I did that was I bought modeling clay and little bits of copper wire and made um, clay models of the elements and put them next to each other and took photographs to simulate this collapse and then put, compare that to the fossils and then move the elements around, take more photographs until I got a model that you could photograph at any angle and reproduce the fossils that we have. So it was really cool projects I got to do. And, you know, it, it's great when your master's project ends up getting published, which it did a few years later during my PhD. So it's kind of a cool fossil with a cool story, but also sort of started me on my journey of research as well. So that's kind of why I picked Notiadella. So conodonts are really weird um, and kind of like, I suppose they're quite famous really for um, being this enigmatic and mysterious group. What, what is it about conodonts that makes them so scientifically interesting? Yeah, that's a good question. So part of their intrigue is that they um, were this hugely successful group that um, went extinct. So something happened, something that, um, you know, they didn't, managed to get through this mass extinction so they're often used as a um as a model for trying to understand diversity and, and extinction dynamics they're so common in the rock record that they are um and so easily recognizable they're really important as well for for dating uh, rocks so you, if you find the, the right conodont you know exactly how old the rocks are so they have that kind of interest from a geological perspective as well the thing that really intrigues me about them is they're the first vertebrate group to grow hard tissues, mineralized skeletons of any kind. So they're just, just in their um, mouth. They have these little teeth-like elements. And it's not fully understood how those relate to the, the hard parts of other vertebrates, um, partly because we don't know exactly where conodonts sit, whether they're more closely related to um, the jawless fishes, like hagfish and lampreys, or whether they're more clo closely related to jawed fish, and they are the sort of precursor to things before they developed jaws uh, proper. So they occupy this 
unusual space in um, in the vertebrate tree of life. They're also hugely important in terms of ecology. So they really are the first major group of um, predatory vertebrates. So we, we, we have pointy things in their mouth. So the only thing that makes sense to do with them is, is predate on other organisms. So in the through the Ordovician, um, just when Notiodella is uh, the same sort of age as Notiodella, you get this big expansion towards the end of the Ordovician of conodont diversity. Um, so lots of different kinds of conodonts doing different kinds of things, occupying different niches. At the same time, you get explosions in diversity of all sorts of different organisms. So we think that modern ecosystems really built during this time. So they occupied a really important niche that was later occupied by other predatory vertebrates or fishes, essentially. Um, so they're, they're cool for lots of reasons. Well, can you tell me about the discovery of your favourite fossil, Notiodella? Yeah, so I, I wasn't there, <laughs> unfortunately. I would have loved to have uh, done um, been involved. Um, so it was discovered by um, researchers in South Africa initially, and they brought in Dick Aldridge because he'd been working on um, exceptional, pres exceptional preservation in other places, including the very first Conodont with soft tissues preserved, which is from the Carboniferous of Scotland. So he was brought in to, to work on these fossils. And Sarah Gabbard was a PhD student that, that did a lot of the... Um, the sort of first work on the Sume shale. Um, so for a long time, these these specimens were, as I say, sat in the drawer in Leicester waiting to be worked on a bit more. Um, but yeah, I don't know much more about the actual details of the discovery. But... Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I guess you were doing your doing your master's work. Um, so tell me, you you got to actually name the organism. So what what does Notiadella mean? Okay, so. It means, so notiodella means a uh, little southern tooth. Um, so this reflects the fact that um, it's from the southern hemisphere, from South Africa, and it was thought to be a, a baby version of Promissum. So it's got this little, little tooth. And then the species name is Keblon, um, which means of the baboons. Um, so this was Dick and uh, Sarah's choice. So apparently there were lots of baboons at the field site. Um, so it means the little southern tooth of the baboons. It's it's always worth checking out the uh, etymology section in papers to see where the names come from because occasionally they're, they're quite entertaining. I'm not sure how you know how how the baboons affected their ability to collect. <laughs> I've never been privy to that. Well, that's all the questions I have. So thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us about your one true love conodonts. Hey, no problem. Hopefully I've convinced you that planet aren't for the best. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening in, but we need to ask you for a quick favour. We want Paleo Party to reach as many people as possible, so to help boost the algorithm, we're asking you if you could give us a rating, or maybe even a review on your podcasting app to help us spread the word. And if you write us a nice review, you can treat yourself to one Paleo Party point on us. Big thank you to our guest this week, and stay tuned as there are more Paleo Party shorts on the way. Remember, you can find details about the fossil on our website at www.paleoparty.weebly.com.
Paleo Party is an interactive podcast created by Thomas Clements, Christopher Dean and Emma Dunn. This series of Paleo Party Shorts is sponsored by a Paleontological Society Outreach and Education Grant. Our intro music is Voxel Revolution by Kevin MacLeod.